Hey guys, welcome back to Geeks with Kids 100th episode celebrating fandom. This is part two of our two-part episode, so if you haven't checked out the previous episode, I highly recommend it. And without avail, part two. Enjoy. That um, when you when you think about Star Wars, like just a regular normie person, people mix up Star Wars and Star Trek. But if you talk to a Star Wars or Star Trek fan, one that's not the other fan, they get so angry about it. Mm-hmm. So shows, yeah. <laughs> Hi, tell me about Star Trek. Oh my goodness, yeah. So so Star Trek actually came out before Star Wars. Uh, I believe it was '66 when when Star Trek came out, and um, the, the the overall idea behind it is that. Um, you know, humankind thrives, like humankind goes on to the future and thrives. And because of science, because of diplomacy and wisdom and, mm-hmm. and everything becomes a very important part of the, of the universe. And, and I think that's sort of what makes uh, Star Trek such an interesting series is that it's not always about the battling and the war and the fighting. Um, sometimes it can be about the science and the diplomacy. And um, I remember I was introduced to it by my uncle um, who who really um, like from, from a very young age? I was probably four or five when I watched. Um, I think it was Star Trek: The Motion Picture, and and it didn't make a lot of sense to me because there's a yeah. lot of that movie where it still the, doesn't make sense. <laughs> there's a lot of that movie where the Enterprise is sort of flying through like a bunch of special yeah. effects. Yeah, the motionless and, picture. Yeah, yeah, and and but I remember thinking, wow, you know that that that's really cool looking as a young kid. Um, but sort of like the the show itself has gotten so big over the years, like with all of the different movies that have come out, the, uh, the, the many TV series. And, uh, and even now, like with, with Star Trek discovery being as successful as it is, um, that they've planned a new animated series. They're bringing Captain Picard back. There's, there's all kinds of things that are, are, are lined up for Star Trek. So I'm like, it's, it's a good time to be a Trekkie. I like, I, I love the idea of that logic is so important in that like logic and facts and yeah and that's what you strive for you want to strive for finding the truth and i feel like that's something everyone should hope for yeah especially in the states hey <laughs> well, even, like, even the character of spock right like the 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 i guess you could probably say the quintessential star trek character right um who is based around logic and mm-hmm. uh and trying to you know put that kind of wisdom above uh, above emotion mm-hmm. and, and just making like sort of uh, you know random you know it's like emotion based movements and attacks and arguments and all that kind of stuff but i would argue that the 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 good thing about spock and the the, the reason why people love him is that he's not just logic based right no a lot of it is there but his humanity is what yeah. makes him um, so special like that that's why people like him and not regular Vulcans. Yeah, yeah, because you know, even in the classic series, he would, you know, inadvertently crack a joke at the end of the episode and you know, Kirk and, and the other characters on the bridge would be laughing and and it, it, that, that kind of stuff. Just, frame. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah, like that's <laughs> Is there anyone is anyone else a Star Trek fan? I'm a Star Trek fan. 
I am a I am a Star Trek fan. I'm a pretty reasonable fan. I I was a bigger fan of uh, TNG than I was the original series. I agree. Sure. What's fair? What's that's the era we grew up in. I mean, Mm -hmm. more so. Do Mallory? Well, I remember watching TNG like with my dad as a kid. Um, That's about my exposure. But I do think it's pretty interesting. My brother is now watching it with his son, um, and they both love it. And I I love that idea of like a parent and child being able to do something. Um, and I think it's really cool that it was my dad and now it's the same thing for my brother. That's cool. I, I like, I do like the idea of, um, fandom game passed down and I hope I, by hope, I know my kids will like Star Wars, at least the first, the oldest one likes it already. And I'm fine. Yay. With that. Uh, yeah. So, um, for Star Trek, um, so you talked about how Discovery is, um, so popular now and it's, it's the first series in such a long time. Um, does it hold the same types of hopes and ideas that um, it's more action based and it's more yeah. Abrams focused? Like it's it's that flashiness. They right? made it a little bit darker. Like if you compare it to something like TNG, where uh, everything was very well lit, it looked like it was furnished from IKEA. You know, everything was <laughs> not not even IKEA. IKEA looks a little more fancy than, <laughs> than some of that stuff there. You know, it, it just everything was like you know, super happy. Um, even when they had to fight the bad guys in the next generation, it was like, Oh, you know, the Klingons and the bad guys. And, and, you know, halfway through that series, they, they started, they formed a peace treaty and suddenly they were friends with the Klingons and, and yeah, we, <laughs> and we're breaking Steve. Um, but there, 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 there's some things that I, I think that like, it's, it's going to be interesting because they're bringing back Picard, right? Yeah. And, Picard, and, um, what's his name? Not Picard, what's his real name? Uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Oh my God. Heathen. Um, I know, right? He's uh, a Star Wars fan. What do you expect? Ouch. Yeah. I, I like both. Um, but it's it's he's he's part of the the writing team. Like he's helping shape the story. Thank God. But he was there. Getting, but you know that this is the creative team is the new people. So it's going to be interesting to see how they meld the both of those two. Like they're, they're sort of thematically different, but they're sort of thematically the same. You know. Yeah, like, do you want to see Captain Picard as Captain Picard on the Enterprise, or do you want to see Captain Picard as an older person who's... I, I, I'd prefer him if he's not, like, old Luke Skywalker and actually more feels more like, oh, wow, I really broke Steve. This is a hard episode, guys. I'm trying not to go on. If he's actually... If he's true to himself... Yeah. But like, he, could, he could drink Earl Green. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just hearing people's eyes collectively rolling at the same time. So, so before I, I, I cause aneurysms anywhere else in this room, um, how would you introduce kids to Star Trek now? Like, um, I swear, like Discovery seems like not something like I saw no. TNG when I was a kid, and I was fine. But like, I don't think I can show my kid Discovery now. Uh, no. Although that first season of uh, TNG is rough. I mean, it is really hard to get through. <laughs> but like, uh, as, a, as a kid, I, like, I don't know. I think it was a good transition between the original series yes. and the new mm, one because they were so similar to what they yeah. did with Kirk and whatnot. No, no, it's and true. Then, but but as an in, as an entry point, if if someone doesn't even isn't even aware of the but, original but, series, to force but, them to go through the first season of TNG. That's harsh. That's, yeah. that's bad yeah. television. Oh yeah, it it, it burns. You, yeah. you got to be really selective. Like yeah. I found that Star Wars was actually way more accessible to introduce my kids to. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, when, when I tried to introduce them to Star Trek, and I totally did try to introduce them to Star Trek, 
um, I, they were they got bored. They they were just like, what what are they talking about? You know, when, when you got the, the the characters sitting around a table discussing what they're going to do next, rather than you know jumping into battle with a lightsaber, it's you know for for young children, it's maybe not as exciting. And um, the episode that I actually showed my kids was um, from the first season of, of of Next Gen. It was the episode where all of the children on the ship were uh, abducted uh, to that planet. Yes, hmm. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Was a good episode. That. Maybe, and yeah, the radiation from the yeah. shield. They, they couldn't have kids of their own, yeah. Oh, right, yes. And, and so they, they kidnapped they some kids them. from the Enterprise, and Wesley Crusher was trying to help save the kids and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, there are kids in this episode. Maybe maybe my, my kids will be into this. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they, yeah. they watched it, and they, they had sort of a half smile on their face. But I feel like that's maybe more for slightly older kids. Uh, that was more for you, movie. those smiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, our, our dad really wants you, us to watch you, this. Your, your kids are really oh. nice. <laughs> Yeah, it is trickier. I mean, because uh, there, there are a lot of weird entry points there. I mean, the old, the original series is is, is very dated. I mean, it, it's it's a real artifact of its time. So that's not really a good entry point for most people. I think, yeah, mid-season TNG, that stuff's generally good. But I, I agree. I think it, it might have to end up being like a selection of episodes, you know, mm-hmm. not even like starting from the first. Uh, because, I mean, then we could start d- debating like about the new movies, which, you know, sort of went their own direction. I mean, that first one, the first reboot, that's not a bad entry point, except that there's yeah. a lot of that's layers that was, of meta and under... You that know, was J.J. Abrams wanting to direct the Star, Star Wars movie. movie. Yeah. 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 So, so it's not quite Star Trek either. So I don't know. It's tricky. I thought it was great. I, I, I liked was, it. I loved the first, um, the first reboot of Star, Wars, Star Trek. Sorry, Belle, you were, you were going to interject? Oh, I was, I was just going to say I, I am perhaps biased, but um, mm-hmm. I, I, if I was going to introduce kids to Star Trek, I'd actually probably start with Deep Space Nine. Oh, um, I, I thought little... Deep Space Nine was more like adult than any of the other ones. Personally, I like, but I it has it was... some of the most fleshed out character relationships right from the yeah. get go. Cisco yeah. and his son it's... were actually really good. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a little a little more. Sort of light on its feet. It doesn't weigh itself down in the politics quite as much, and the stories are a little bit more lively, and the characters are a little more. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Also, that's a good entry point to Battlestar. Not cookie cutter, but yeah. well, that's a problem. All the other shows, everyone's serving on a ship, whereas Deep Space Nine, you have a variety of different roles and people from different mm-hmm. parts of society. So, yeah, right away, it's it's a little more accessible. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with, with like, but with Bell that DS9 is an amazing series. Like, it's probably my favorite of all of the, mm-hmm. the series that they put out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I hadn't considered uh, introducing DS9. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll look at that. Um, yeah. I always oh, thought uh, Voyager would be the one because that always seemed goofy yeah. at times. It, it has some, it has some funny episodes too. But but it still has that 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 sort of the ship military thing. ship sort of notion to it so but but they weren't it was more them trying to get home right i thought that was yeah it it is but voyager is very reliant on you having seen deep space nine and tng to get who a lot of these characters are like you know stuff with the borg and with q if you don't know who they are you're gonna go what's going on why is this important sure yeah i'd say pretty much all of the borg stuff is just way too intense for kids or at least for my kids as young as they are so i would avoid and voyager for that exact reason Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. they they actually did put out an animated series um (laughs) and 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 steve's laughing because yes it is it is pretty it's pretty bad um and the new one's not gonna gonna be for kids so yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. um but i did show a couple of episodes of the animated series to my kids and they 
they were like, oh, that's neat. Like, same thing. They weren't super into it, but I think it maybe was a more... Um, we gotta watch this. What about Enterprise? <laughs> like, Enterprise was sort of like... I liked Enterprise. They, they tried to make it a CW show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I agree with Mel. Um, like, I, they tried I, I and they I, failed. I didn't mind it. Like, I, I think it took a while for it to gain it, like, get its feet. I yeah, really but I it. no. <laughs> well, yeah, when it was good, like three to five was really good. Yeah. Oh, three and four, number one to five. Yeah, three to four. four. Right. The big problem with Enterprise <laughs> is again, like even if you start watching it, you get into it. By yeah. the time you get to the end, it's like, oh, by the way, if you don't know Next Generation, this is no significance to you whatsoever. Yeah. That's fair. A lot of it's meaningless. I didn't show that last episode anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's tricky. Yeah, it's starting point for Star Trek. So, I mean, if you if you really want to like get someone into Star Trek from an absolute no knowledge level, with a little bit of digging, find the old school first series anime, like the cartoons. That's that's what we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because it, it really dulls down like the stuff that's from true. the original Kirk series, but it and it gives you you know the cartoony action, so you at least have an idea of what's going on. And then if you mm. know they're into that, it's like cool. Here's the live action for that show, mm. yeah. and then you can uh, go from there. Yeah. They did most of the original voice cast as well, like mm-hmm. for, yeah. for the animated. Yeah, movie. it's very authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, I think they, did they bring the animated in because they only had like two or three seasons of the original series. And they wanted to keep it going, but they couldn't afford to do it live. I think so. Yeah, oh, there was yeah. only three seasons of the original. Um, yeah. And uh, by then the petitions started to have an impact, but they couldn't get the show running again at that point. So yeah. they said, well, let's try an animated show. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like the live budget for that would have been astronomical mm-hmm. for the time. So it's like, well, we can just animate it and then we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Everything was done on a soundstage. You didn't have the the uh, uh, special effects that you can do now with computers. Del, do you want to uh, say bye here? Or I'm, wanna... I'm I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to go back to sleep. Thanks, so, Bell. Thanks, for, thanks for coming on. Thanks for thanks so much, Bell. Quick right. question before you go, because yep. you're, you're very much a Harry Potter fan. What's the name of the three-headed dog in the German version of Harry Potter? Um. Oh, now I'm interested. I hope this Honestly, end. I don't remember. Probably Dang. mostly related to the fact that it's 4 a.m. and I'm very tired, but I could get That's back fair. to you on that. <laughs> yeah, there is no German word for fluffy. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for getting that joke, Stu. You're welcome. There's no word for fluffy? It's a Blackadder joke where he's, uh, Roan Atkinson goes on this rant about you know, how he hates the Germans because their operas last three days and there's no three word days. for fluffy. Uh, and i actually had that confirmed by peter jonas in class i'm like what is the german word for fluffy he's like there isn't one the closest translation is not is uh not soft (laughs) it's not hard is the german is the closest translation so i'm like what did he call the dog i i will i will i will oh my god matt i can't wait till you do your horror movie thing now (laughs) sorry go ahead pal i will remind myself of what that is and i'm sure that we will have a long discussion of the proper translation of coffee over breakfast in a few hours thank you so much trying to be i'm trying to be careful you know because like the tolkien and the star trek and the star wars could be entire episodes on their own it's so easy right so yeah you know what else could have its own anger and fandom its own um, episode, mm-hmm. especially around October, horror films. Hey, mm. segway. That was seamless. <laughs> Nailed it. So for horror films, we have our good friend Mr. Moore over here talking about the thing that he has too many uh, DVDs of slash not, Blu-rays. Not too many, just the right amount. Not enough. And that's I'm saying that only because my wife is in the other room and can't <laughs> say it. <laughs> 
So, so Matt, how did you get into the whole horror film thing? Well, I mean, it's one of those, like, I think everyone growing up at some point in time, you learn that there are more things out there than just Disney. And it was one of those, you know, like, what? I know, I know. Spoiler alert. I'm wearing a goofy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Disney. Don't get me wrong. Star Wars shirt. <laughs> um, but no, it's one of those, you know, like you start to go to school and you start to interact with people and you learn there's all these movies out there. And of course, you know, going to school when I did was, you know, the, the mid to late 80s, early 90s, when there was such a plethora of just cinematic gems, you know, coming gems. out. Well, you got the Friday, the, 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 the Halloweens and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Streets. All those movies were like in the midst of their runs. So, you know, people, you know, people talk about these movies and then it becomes a, well, I have to see this. And, you know, when you're a preteen, it ain't going to happen. So it became, I think, which has always been the, the thing about horror is that it's always kind of a taboo thing. Where you're like, oh, it's a scary movie. I shouldn't watch it. Well, I had to watch it then because, I mean, come on. How, how, yeah. how scary can a movie possibly be? Not realizing mm -hmm. that, you know, it can be very scary depending on what actually terrifies you. Point in case, yeah, yeah. you know, point in case being like the first movie, I, horror movie I ever saw was Jaws. And to the point, I think I saw it when I was six or seven years old. Um, and I refused to use the toilet for about a week afterwards because, you know. Yeah. This is a common theme for people who watch Jaws to you. Well, because, is, you know, yeah. toilets are full of water. Sharks are in the water. Sharks, you know, Jaws is going to bite my ass. <laughs> That's yeah. the logic that I had, and I think it's still pretty sound. Uh, We're going to need a bigger boat. Taco shark. went through a huge portion of the American psyche. In oh, absolutely. <laughs> even, even, like, I think in the world, like Shark Week, does oh, not help yeah. like like does not help yeah. sharks that mm -hmm. definitely aren't as dangerous as people think. Yeah. Um but I think that's that's what kind of got me hooked on it, is you know there's these movies where you know they're fake, you know they're not real. But for some reason it's just one of those you watch it and you can't help but get engaged even if it, the mm -hmm. movie's absolute garbage. I want to see where this is going to go. You know, if yeah. if it's a good movie, I want to see where this is going to go. If it's a bad movie, I really want to see where this is going to go. So, man, I have a question. I know when I was little, by little, oh, mm -hmm. like I was a child, yeah, you would always go to these um, sleepovers where they're like, you know what? Let's put on a scary movie. Was that? Did you ever experience that whole thing? Absolutely. That's what what was the first movie? Do you remember from that? Uh, the first movie I remember from that. Oh God, I gotta think. Because watching scary movies by yourself is different than definitely yeah. watching with a group of people. And I love watching uh, with groups of people. It was Nightmare 4. Nightmare that was the 4. same as mine. Yeah. Oh, man, that's yeah. hilarious. Well, arguably one of the like one of the best slash worst entries in the series. But you don't know that as a kid. <laughs> no, well, I you do, but you don't. Like, I will watch it. I remember like, everyone else was like freaking out. Like, this is so scary. I'm like... It's kind of dumb. Like, yeah, he's scary, but he's making really bad jokes. So, like, I don't know why y'all are scared by this. And that's, that's always been, like, I, especially when it comes to my, I guess, fandom. Movies that are self-aware don't scare me. Because mm -hmm. they can't. Because, it's like, they're aware that, you know, you're watching them in this movie. As soon right. as that fourth wall gets broken, you've lost me. Yeah, there's a meta-textual level that, Absolutely. that breaks from the, the primal connection. Yeah. You know? I lied. It wasn't four for me. Was it was it three. Th I was going to say, was it three? Yeah. yeah. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors yeah. was the one that I saw first. So, so Matt, uh, what, what uh, horror movies um, you know, stand out for you or that, that you think would be See, and, and that's funny. When I was sort of sitting there picking that, because I picked horror movies, which I know is a very, very broad spectrum. 
Um, me personally, I, I'm a really big, there's two series that I'm a big fan of, and they're both kind of unique for different ways. I'm a big fan of the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. Personally, I, I really like that. And I'm a really, really big fan of the, I'm trying to think of how to word it just right. Um, like the, the conjuring universe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, by like, the way, Meg, Meg will not, um, forgive me for us taking her to see saw two. Uh, <laughs> well, if you haven't seen, she did, not, wow. she did not know what was going to happen. Did, was yeah, I there? Like, was, did I drag her there? Did I drag you guys? To see no, that? I no. drove her there. Okay. But, um, yeah. I was always surprised that series took off. Uh, I just remember watching the first one mm-hmm. and, and just, Oh, the, the first, really? I thought one was amazing. The first one was a great standalone. Every if you watch any movie other than Saw, you have to watch all of them because if you miss a piece of the story, it's just kind of like eh, okay. And I I kind of respect the fact that especially with the Saw franchise, they were able to keep the story going through every single one. Like even spoiler alert for those I haven't seen it long after Jigsaw died. What? Oh no! I am shocked. Um, he had cancer, shocked, right? I said. Yeah. Yes. He yes, but that's so, not that's not how he died. Oh, I stopped after a couple. Yeah. Um. He it gets very elaborate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it gets a little a little convoluted and silly, and I'll be the first mm. one to admit it. But that for me is what kind of invests me is because like okay, like oh, it's Saw Six. I'm like okay, how are they going to tie this in with the rest of them? Because like goddamn, yeah. they have no more threads. And they would inevitably yeah. there'd be a thread that wasn't just like we're gonna pull this out of thin air. Like it actually made sense what the story was, right through to the final film. Everything that they did, it didn't feel like they were stretching. Like there was thought put into why they did it. Yeah, it's become kind of a game, you know, for for that whole series. Absolutely. I've actually always wondered what it would be like. I mean, I think only you and I would be willing to sit through that. But if someone actually re-edited everything so it happens chronologically oh God, uh, you know because brilliant. as you know how it all you know the way it actually plays yeah. out in the films man i mean that would take like 10 hours but it'd be very interesting to sort of see how it, it actually there, plays <laughs> there is online and i can't remember where i saw it once uh someone did do a soft flashback supercut nice so they actually hmm. they put all the the flashback sequences in chronological order i think the, the whole right. video was like 30 minutes long <laughs> But, you're sitting, you're, <laughs> but you sit there and you're like, yeah, yes, absolutely. Like, there's no point where the story goes, okay, but that's a big jump. You're like, nope, that's exactly where that needed to be. Cool, cool. That's very cool. So, so you're talking about the, the Conjuring and um, Saw films. It's, it's, the, it's the Conjuring Insidious universe. Because it's yeah. the same. It's the, the Blumhouse curtain. Mm-hmm. So you, you were talking about those two series as, as um, films you like in the horror yeah. um, genre. But horror in itself can break down into like billions and billions of hundreds of thousands of subgenres. Yeah. Yeah. Cause personally, like I horror films are a hit. Like I love hate them. I I had this talk with Steve and Hawk a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And like, I love watching them, but I hate them because I can't go into my basement, which is where all my fun (laughs) stuff is. (laughs) But, um, but that means that that they've done their job. So that's a good thing. Exactly. Exactly. And I love Mm -hmm. like supernatural, like, religious scary movies yeah i think growing up catholic and and being a catholic of myself that it it hits like the nerves that that i believe personally so there's always parts there i'm just like yeah plus i watched um exorcist when i was like five or six (laughs) which is way too young yeah i know Stu. Stu, you're like yeah i know you're you're you're, (laughs) 
you're talking about me watching too young movies. But yeah, like I, I watched a lot of movies too young. Sure. Like I watched Alien when I was like six as well. Oh, like woof. Like okay. Um, um, but um, Exorcist always seemed to be that thing. Like, mm-hmm. And then eventually later, for some stupid reason as a teenager, like, I'm going to read the book because I'm not going to be that scared oh, of it. Oh, God, it, that's so much worse. It made me myself, <laughs> yeah, but I so did it. Um, um, and, and then finding out the history behind that book and how it's like based on multiple mm-hmm. stories, one of them based in St. Catharines, where I grew yep. up. So it's like, eh, wow. yeah. nope. Yeah. Uh, have, but, you ever, um, have you read Legion, the, uh, the sequel that Blatty wrote? No, because I couldn't. Because because of the first book, I didn't want to read anymore. I'll let it to um, you. It's actually it's really really well done. Uh, the Ex- I may have it. The Exorcist already. Three was actually a very very good movie, uh, and they it kept mm. very true to that book with some oh, minor. Interesting. I've seen that movie. Yeah, that's yeah, that the third one is good. Yeah, because mm. that was based off Legion, which was and Blatty directed the movie because he's like, I don't want them to screw it up after Exorcist Two, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it myself. Wanted- so where was Ghost Hill had one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen. The uh, the the bit with the yeah 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 the bit that anyone that has seen The Exorcist three knows immediately is one of the scariest scenes and has been voted one of the scariest scenes in horror movies across the board mm-hmm. because it's so damn chilling. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where I was going with this is is there are there any subgenres that you would highly recommend people um, to introduce, like, as, to introduce them, as, like, as a starting point if they yeah. were curious. You know what for me and it's going to be it's not a popular opinion. I'm a big fan personally of the found footage genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's actually where I came into the yeah. my first horror yeah, like experience the, uh, was actually Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah. Blair, Blair Witch, the paranormal activity series. Yeah. Um, especially because as with given the accessibility of YouTube, there are hundreds and thousands of found footage horror films available online where if you actually like the genre, you can find very easily. What about you, Mel? Are you, are you a horror fan as Jen slash Matt taking you to any of these? <laughs> I hate horror. <laughs> you hate horror? I, uh, Just Rocky horror? I don't, I don't like being scared. Um, I saw The Woman in Black theaters yep. with Matt and a bunch of other friends and I don't think I actually saw it like, <laughs> behind the popcorn bag full time. I'm pretty Aww. sure I was there for that. You were. And then, and then I had to like, I got home and Kristen was already in bed and I was like I'm sleeping in the living room with all the lights on. Uh, yeah, and that yeah, one no, wasn't not, even that scary. <laughs> no. I saw, I did see um, this Halloween, we had a couple friends over who are big for our fans um, and they offered to bring like nothing too scary now just like horror uh and so i watched scream and nightmare on elms yeah they were good mm. because um at this point in time they're so dated that it's hard for it to actually be scary exactly mm-hmm. i thought, um, I thought so screen I four was a nice introduction of that universe in a modern time hmm Scream I, is very much it. Yeah. <laughs> Scream, Scream 1 is a great introduction. It's, well, it's hard to say. Scream's a great introduction because the actual horror tropes that exist, that they parody, are so much in the like common knowledge that people know there are certain rules in horror movies that, like, if someone says, I'll be right back, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, yeah. That and also I had seen Scary Movie, which is the, the first parody. one is almost like, yeah, that's weird. Scream. So I knew what was coming. Yeah. So I, it wasn't as 
as bad as something is, like Woman in Black, which is just building tension the entire time. I still love the fact. I still um, love when I talk to you as in that. I'm like, no, it's not bad. It's British and it's Daniel Radcliffe. How scary can it be? <laughs> sitting there, <laughs> sitting there, going, oh, they're all gonna fucking hate me. <laughs> I think. I think. What? I 100 percent went to that because I was like, I want new friends, and this is where they're going. So I guess yeah. I'll go. <laughs> I, I think what 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 we've learned right now is that we all have to take Mallory to see us. Yes, in a couple months Absolutely. when it comes out. No, thank you. No, thank no, you. no, it's Jordan Peele. It's fine. It'll be funny. Yeah, he's yeah. a funny man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, actually, on that point, I was going to say, I, I, I mean, I love Get Out, and I do think yeah. that. I mean, my my interest in the horror is similar to what you were saying, Matt. In that, uh, very much like what you were saying before, Matt. Um, uh, my situation was that when I was growing up, uh, my parents did not let me watch uh, any of the movies that uh, Eric and Stu. I uh, watched uh, oh, when they were growing up. And um, so, uh, it, actually, it was the horror movies they didn't let me watch. And so it got to a point where I was, you know, incredibly mm. curious, you know, and, and, and I needed to see these things. So when I finally got to a point in my life where there were video stores and I could just go and rent them myself, uh, that was already like uh, almost like a university by that point. I mean, wow. I guess I got some in high school, but mm-hmm. I mean, really, the, you know, going out and just grabbing them. So, they really weren't scary anymore. I kind of missed out, yeah. you know? And, and because of that, I've always been searching for that really big, big scare. So I've, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, I've taken in a lot of horror movies, but, yeah. but it occurs to me that, that get out is one of, I think the best movies for, uh, I guess, uh, imparting upon people that horror isn't necessarily what they might assume is gore or, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, uh, really disturbing, you know, psychological things, or just things that will damage them. There, mm-hmm. there are actually some very good stories that can be told that are connected to fear. And, and I, to yes. me, that is one of the, the best movies that one can recommend for people who want to see a good film. Mm-hmm. That is technically also horror. Absolutely. The, the, the one term that's being bandied about, uh, especially in the last few years, that kind of really bothers me on a personal level is the words elevated horror. Hmm. Uh, and get out fell in that mean? category. It's basically it's I'm trying to think of the it's a prestige level. Like it's, it's almost uh, it's something like a get out or even uh, I think um, what was the big one? Hereditary, quiet place? Oh. quiet place, and Hereditary were the two this year that really fell right. into the category of elevated horror with quotation fingers around it, uh, which is basically the. Um, Horror movies that, you know, anyone can go watch and whilst they're scary, they make you think, which kind of bothers me. It it always puts horror in a very, like, stigmatized, like, oh, it's just a trashy, gory film. No, no, no. Horror is anything that that scares you on a visceral level at some point. Uh, Or it just gets any kind of a reaction out of you. It's the same with a, you know, I look at it the same as a comedy. Like, if you laugh at some point, whether it's because the movie is actually funny or because it's so bad you laugh, it's a comedy. If something mm. gets a reaction out of you with a scare, because it's, it's, it's done its job. Yeah, it's done its job. It's a horror film. Don't get, don't start changing the terminology to make it more palatable for critics or reviewers that it's elevated right. so we can actually pay attention to it. No, it's a horror movie. I was going to say if you want, if you want a really really tidy segue, and this is one of the things that again has become very popular these days, especially as something like because um, horror movies are a great medium, but there are also a lot of video games that fall into that category as well too. Uh, like your yeah, like your yeah. Resident Evils, which were you know crossovers, or Silent Hill movies that mm-hmm. again were great horror films, especially Silent Hill because it was shot in Hamilton. Woo woo. Yep. Um, 
See, but I, I, I think more so, like video games are try, like they try to bring that visceral feeling, right? Mm-hmm. They need you to feel like you're part of that experience, mm-hmm. and just like horror films, they want you to be part of it. Like you can't um, just be separate, yeah. just sitting there, not being like um, moved by it. Video games need to be moving, or they're going to yeah. be boring. Well, uh, honestly, a phenomenal, a phenomenal segue into this is again. There's a game that I bought. I bought it on a whim. It's called Until Dark, yep. which it was a, a very cinematic video game. The game stars in its supporting cast um, Remy Malik. Yep, and um, Hayden Panettiere. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's it's um, basically you're basically playing. We all have it. It's yeah. free on PSN. Yeah, you're playing a horror movie, and if you haven't played it, I strongly recommend it. It is a phenomenal game to play. And 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 to take that segue, um, Hawks fandom that he's going to bring to the table. His video games, something that I think all of us pretty much do. Mal, I know you play video games sometimes. You have a Steam account. I'm friends with you. I know it. Uh, I think I've played golf with friends once, and that's about it. No, Mal, I've watched you play horror video games before. You need to keep playing Rocket League because it's hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think I've played a video game in the last year. Not since the, the stream? Yeah, no, not, that's, that was the only time I would play video games. Even on your phone? Um, oh. New count matching colors as a video game? Yes. Yes. So then, yeah. yes. <laughs> video games is such a crazy industry now. Like, they're everywhere. Like, they're they're on a phones, tablets, um, our watches sometimes. Yeah, um, I got some games on my watch. Yeah, and um, Hawk, what do you love about video games? How did you get introduced to them? The video games? Yeah. Um, it had to be when I was like eight years old and my mom bought us our first Atari 2600. Yeah. So so touching the table made it angry. <laughs> 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 we moved on from that to Coleco and nice. finally Nintendo uh, into what, three iterations of that before mm-hmm. I kind yeah. of took a break. Uh, but uh, for the fandom... Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, a newer kind of genre of video games and that mm-hmm. uh, one I think deserves to be a cult a genre in that because you know, yeah. you know well we don't have to definitely go into that first like if you want we can just talk about it in general terms and then break into subsections I'm sure yeah um, like I said I had a bit of a break between video games until the PlayStation mm-hmm. you know the original PlayStation when it came out uh, and ever since then just PlayStation, PlayStation all the time PlayStation I think all the time. I think yeah. the majority of us are PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys, or actually, I, girls, and <laughs> funny, people. <laughs> funny story. Uh, my siblings decided to buy me an Xbox X One this Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I traded I traded it in and then uh, upgraded to a PS4 Pro. <laughs> I admit there was a dark point in my life where I did own an Xbox 360 for a long time. It's but true. This man had a 360, and I was coming up the elevator in Beverly Hills with my PS3, like newly bought. He's like. Oh, you went with the three. I was like, yes. Yeah. And uh, and then I got a PS3 and realized, wow, I'm a jackass. <laughs> Dude, uh, like the, 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 the whole console war thing, like the Xbox races, um, PlayStation, Microsoft thing. It's, it's, it's in the Xbox versus Microsoft, Xbox versus PlayStation thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think both have really good um, exclusives, but yeah. I just think that Sony appeals to me more. Yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to an exclusive and not like on PlayStation, it's all it's almost a must have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were things I wanted to play in that. Um, I remember uh, 
uh, years ago, this uh, a friend of mine who was a who was a game developer and that kept referring to the Xbox as the Splinter Box. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. See, I um, was a, I was a big mark for Fable, so I couldn't help myself because you had to get an Xbox if you wanted to play Fable, and then I realized yeah, there was so the many better titles too. Yeah, like you 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 got Xbox because of Fable as well, didn't you? Fantasy games. Well, we can't hear you. Fantasy game. A fantasy game. Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got. Yeah. Oh, so. I hope you haven't been talking and we haven't heard you for a while. All this, all this postulation and then just fantasy games. <laughs> I don't always play video games, but when I do, it's fantasy, it's fantasy games. games. <laughs> um, so, so um, there are many subgenres, as you're saying. When there's one in particular you would like to bring to the table, as I said earlier. I'm getting tired, and that, that's my phrase that I will keep using now. You mean you're not going to use Zeitgeist? <laughs> that, that's been gone. <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that's been removed from my vocabulary. You can find a dollar every time he says it. Yeah. <laughs> so, jar, right here, you got to put in a dollar. <laughs> so for fandom, uh, it's a very recent uh, kind of fandom for me, and that actually began back in 2010. Uh, during when I had PlayStation 3, there was I found there was a very much a lack of RPGs in that, and I started to searching and searching, and it's like, what is there available for RPGs for this system? I thought stumbled onto one called Demon Souls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out, uh, it was released from From Software, uh, directed by Hidetako uh, Miyazaki. Uh, turned out to be the most unique gaming experience I had had in a long time. Uh, I don't know how many people here are familiar with Souls games. Yeah, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a prevalent um, subgenre now um, because it's not just in 3D gaming. Like you get 2D Souls games. Yes, that's true. You get flying, like shooter Souls games now, and it's just it's everywhere, and it's so mean. But, but these are <laughs> primarily defined as like impossibly hard video games, right? The games that get harder. <laughs> They're not impossibly hard, but they ha- do have a standard of difficulty in that uh, it, it kind of really puts them in a, 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 genre, a fan genre. You yeah. either are a fan of these games or you're not. I, I, they, they are not for the casual gamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take work. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, now people asked uh, the director about this and that, and he said that there was a... He wanted to have these games to have a, a, a set, uh, to for the gamer to have a sense of accomplishment at the end of it. Mm, that if they right. got through a difficult section on that, there was a, definitely a feeling that they had really accomplished something in the mm-hmm. video game. Is yeah, there is there a um, a Souls esque game? It might not even be in Dark Souls or Demon Souls, um, the game series. Is there one that you would suggest for people to play? Yeah, like, do you have a favorite? I have one. I think you have one too. I think we'll probably share the same one in that. But nope. And nope. (laughs) I can guarantee you that mine is sitting on my desktop and not on my PlayStation. (laughs) If anybody's interested in that, I would say go for Bloodborne. Bloodborne is a good game. Bloodborne is very. That was a game that scared me and frustrated me and made me so angry and happy at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was great because Souls games in general are a solo um, event, like you do by yourself. Mm-hmm. But Bloodborne allowed you to play with friends, and I thought that was fantastic. Uh, so we played, like me, Hawk, and, and Shouse here, would play together, get brutally killed, <laughs> and but we would die laughing or like jump at what was happening. And it was so much fun just experiencing that. I think 
gaming now that it's connected is way more fun for me now that I can't couch uh, game with like Stu because Stu's so far away or because you guys are all living, we all live in different cities now, but having that connected uh, thing, I think that's a great new modern thing for video games. Sure. And uh, I don't think any, uh, I don't think any game series is kind of exploit the same way in that uh, because not only is it something that you can connect with your friends, it's also something that connects you with two of your enemies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like leaving the clues that uh, don't lead to the right things and <laughs> stuff like that. I, I know shows you you have Souls games that you like. What what would you? Uh, oh, Bloodborne go? would probably be the one for Bloodborne. Yeah. See, mine would be Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is my oh. favorite, my favorite Souls game, and it's yeah. like just it a, does fall into that category. Yeah. Just a perfect game, like animation wise, story wise, so unforgiving. All, and you know that that's a game that if you screw up and die, yeah, it's, it's not fault. because your controls lagged or anything like that. It's because you up <laughs> <laughs> and like if ever you like i used to stream that game like you guys would see me and i would get so angry <laughs> playing that game and then as soon as i beat that boss i'd be like yes f- you f- you and die you go to hell you go to hell you die Exactly. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true what you said, Hawk. I mean, yeah, w- what the director was saying about trying to create something that gave you a sense of accomplishment. Because, yeah, that, I think that is the, the, the defining quality of Souls games. Is you, you work at it, and when you learn and you adapt, um, you achieve. And it, nothing holds your hand, but it is fair if you're willing to put in the time and to, and to earn it. I, I, think, I think what we should think about, or at least discuss right now, like, we'll make this like our ending topic. Like we have Mallory here who doesn't play video games, really. She was, she's played golf with friends, which is really hilarious. She's played Rocket League, which is yeah. also hilarious. And Belle, you'll appreciate um, well, 10 minutes. That's fine. Um, Belle will appreciate this because she hates Rocket League because she can't drive it. Um, well, I can't do it either, so I just okay. put is that there, up there. I mean, I got, mar- I got marginally better, it's but true. I, I still would is there a game like I'm going to go around the table is there a game that we could suggest the Mal that she would like like she did this matching colors thing so I think she would like threes on her phone too as well um, two as well good lord um, is there something you would suggest for her to play on a console yeah because I know they have a PS4 mm-hmm. um, let's that she could introduce and maybe get into yeah. more gaming type things go Steve you first uh, I would say uh, Journey um, because it's a, it's a game that is uh, very immersive. Um, it's a very colorful and rich world, and uh, if there's no tension in it, well, there's a little bit later, but it's it's just an exploring, beautiful, um, just free world that you get to, well, fly I, around. I, yeah, I, think, I, I, think I, think, I think, Mal, you would love the music in this game. It's something mm-hmm. that I used to sleep to and commute to. No. So, yeah, I know. It's silly. Yeah, Bell, Bell will second that one too, I think. Yeah. What, what about you, Hawk? What would be a game that you suggest uh, for? I was going to make a suggestion for Mallory. I'd probably make, I would probably suggest either Shadow of the Colossus or the Ego yeah. series in that. Shadow of the Colossus just got a remaster on that for PlayStation 4 a little while back. Uh, it's a little intense, though, like like control wise. But I think the story is gorgeous, and I think the visuals are, are amazing. It has an immersion. It's something, you, it's one of those ones that does make you really kind of care character in that and uh just a gorgeous experience also beautiful music too yeah what about you shows well i started thinking like i know you said PlayStation. it doesn't have to be playstation i'm just yeah, saying like I, I was, you have phones and we have switches and whatnot oh yeah like i was thinking like the mario games like i was thinking like uh especially some of the yeah, more ones mario. like mario kart yeah. like i mean you could have a ton of fun with mario oh, yeah. kart 
Yeah, yeah and uh, and the new Mario Odyssey that came out for the Switch last year like is a lot of fun to play. Ah, I still haven't played that. I would love to. Yeah. What about you, Stu? Um, what are you suggesting for Mario? Fantasy, fantasy games. No. <laughs> um, if, uh, if I had to pick one, um, and it was one of the ones that I first started out with. Um, it was great music, uh, fun plots from LucasArts, uh, Mon- The Secret of Monkey Island. Um, yeah. You have to think outside the box a lot. It's a like puzzle game, pure puzzle game where you are a, um, a, an aspiring pirate uh, who comes to an island, meets a beautiful woman, and then this beautiful woman gets kidnapped yeah. by her, well, her ex-boyfriend who is now dead and is a pirate ghost. Um, and you have to go dress for <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, yeah. You're also you incompetent, too, I just want to point out, as a character. Your character is not, not a hero. There's so much fun slapstick humor in it. It's such a good game series. It's like if George Lucas did Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. If it was, no, no, if George Lucas <laughs> wanted to make a fun Pirates of the Caribbean, let's do that. Um, what about you, uh, Mr. Moore? Um, the one that I, I would recommend, and it's a little... It's a little tricky control-wise, but you can get into it very easy, is the Dragon Age games. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, specifically. Uh, and I say that only because uh, my wife that's a, that's is... It's a fantasy uh, game. It's, it's a fantasy <laughs> game, but my wife is a huge fan of it. She's actually playing through it right now, uh, which is why I haven't been able to play Spider-Man or God of War in quite a while. Uh, <laughs> but no, Fair it's it's because uh, it's, it's, it's a high fantasy game. Uh, there's a lot of action in it, but there's also, again, there's a lot of character interaction uh, and character interaction that is based on like moralistic choices where it's a very immersive RPG, but I'm also a huge fan of immersive RPGs myself. So that one I find it's very entertaining because you can literally craft a character from the ground up. And when you converse with people, you can make choices that suit the character and that actually have real repercussions in the game where if you mm. answer a certain way, it will affect your relationships with those people. And you may or may not get questions that unlock based on those repercussions. Yeah, true, true. Um, and I'm going to suggest two things because I'm greedy and it's my podcast. And <laughs> you guys. Um, but, <laughs> um, the first one is, is actually just an ex- exploration game, pretty much to survive and just um, going around in this sea world and trying to, you know, you scan everything, you try and build bases. It's called Subnautica and it's free on, um, it's free on Epic Games Epic, right yeah, now. So, so um, you could play it right now and it's, it's a wonderful, beautiful game that's so soothing, but like there's sometimes when it's a little bit stressful, but not really. Yeah. Well, if you don't have any food to eat, and- yeah, if you don't have any food to eat, but it's pretty easy to <laughs> yeah, find your way everything everywhere. Yeah, running out of air is not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's not that stressful. These guys are making it worse. Um, and the other one, which I think everyone would love, is Stardew Valley. Um, yeah. This game is yeah. wonderful. It has a 16-bit um, game style, so it you know brings back yeah, that warm kind of like Harvest Moon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, the music's wonderful. It. It's pretty much you. You build a farm, you gather resources. You, and you can play to, that on your phone too, and it works really well on the phone. And you can talk to people. You get married. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. It's just a fun farming sim, not yeah. really. Yeah, you get, more to it, yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it's more than just a farming sim. It's just a lovely game. <laughs> so Mallory, which one wins? I'm just joking. <laughs> she, she has to play. She has to play all of the games before the next episode, and then let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's, I think I think let's end it there. Like I think that's a good talk about fandom. Like we we we've stretched across different genres. We 
did different mediums. I wish I should have done music instead of Star Wars, but I talked about Star Wars for a long time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, um, it's I like, okay. We'll talk about Star Wars again, I'm sure. I, uh, next next time, we'll talk about uh, 90s Canadiana music. Um, oh. It'll be wonderful. We'll, we'll talk about wow. Len and um, <laughs> and stuff like that. And Len more sad. Yeah, I love Lennis. Um, <laughs> anyways, thank you, Steve, Hawk, Shells, Stu, Mallory, and, and Mr. Bell. Moore for and coming Bell. on. Oh, and Bell. Or Bell is, is sleeping now because it's far too late. It's late for us too. So we're going to end it there. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Uh, thank we're you. With kids and 100 episodes. 100 you. episodes. Yay. We'll try and do more of these live recordings with each other. Um, and uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next Bye. time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca and don't forget to like us on facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids follow us on twitter at geekswithkidstn check out our pics on instagram at geekswithkids and you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca so if you like what you hear why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment this podcast can be found on itunes spotify google play stitcher youtube and your favorite podcasting app Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.